0: Go check them out at gbctires.com to see the full line of tires they offer. Thank you very much. Andrea Berger, it's a pleasure to have you back. Thank you so much for taking some time.
1: Yeah, thank you for inviting me back on the show.
0: Oh, it's always, it's always a pleasure. You know that. Um, so how are you been?
1: I've uh, been pretty good. Been keeping busy this these last couple of weeks. We've had a couple of breaks since uh Pleasure or not Pleasure Valley, yeah, Pleasure Valley, I believe. Um, and it's been very nice being able to see family again, a ride a little bit, did a ride school with Max Linquist and uh, just been kind of chilling, I guess.
0: How did the riding school go? And and it was a pleasure to meet you in um, I know we didn't get to talk as much as I would have liked to, but it was still a, a pleasure to meet you face to face and, and get to spend a little bit of time with you.
1: Yeah, it was, it was nice to finally meet you in person as well. Um, so the overall in the ride school with Max Lindquist, it was a ball. I was like grinning ear to ear the entire day. Um, it was fun. I don't know. It was a lot of fun. Max ended up coming down to our house or our place um on Friday night. It rained for about three days straight coming up to this ride school. So we were like Paul, uh Keaton's dad is like the track builder and he also does maintenance. And we were all kind of freaking out, like, wow, this is a lot of rain. <laughs> um, and then on Saturday morning we get out to the track, we look at it like it's going to dry up. It'll be okay. But by 10, 1030 came around, the track was pretty good. And we were like extremely excited how well it was. Otherwise the the track is like a dust bowl. Um, if it doesn't, if it doesn't get any water. So the track had, was had perfect dirt, had no dust. Um, there was very minimal maintenance we had to do right before the ride school happened. So it was, um, it was a blessing, um, uh, in order for the ride school to happen. And I, like I said, I had a blast with all the kids that came by. I mean, we had a pretty good group. Uh, we had ended up having 11 kids total or 11 people total. Um, and we just worked on basics. And I think they got a lot out of it. At least I I got a lot out of it too. Um, being my first ride school, being complete or
0: completing a first ride school. That's pretty awesome stuff. I'm glad you guys enjoyed that. Um, writing schools are, are difficult uh even when they're one on one uh because the taking all of the different people that you have to deal with and looking at their personalities and their machines, it, it's probably pretty tough.
1: Yeah, it's it definitely is. I mean, like for grass, I mean you can't the one thing that I struggled with a little bit is you can't be perfect with everyone. Or like, um like I mean, you work on their skills and they, you see improvements, which for me, I love seeing the improvements that they made the entire day. Um, but it was the, like I hope they were able to take something home afterwards and remember everything that they learned.
0: Exactly. That's, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. You also are involved in the WMX youth program. I really, really want to know where did you come up with the idea and how did how did you get it all going and, and, and to take place?
2: Well, um the
1: big thing was actually I think you you have something to do with it a little bit um <laughs> in the long run. <laughs> yep. Um and some of it was to help promote the sport. Uh some of it was due to Troy Tremellen and Root River Racing um back in the day root river racing uh the last couple years i was on they would have they would invite like a satellite rider or a rider of the weekend uh onto root river and they would be able they would sit underneath the tent with us um they would be able to pit with us and then they would have our support throughout the entire weekend um so i wanted to do something familiar or similar to that but with uh, girl, youth riders within the ATV community. Um, so I got some information from Troy, and he was like, "Yep, you get everyone uh, ahead of time, get them on the schedule, and then go from there." Um, so at the beginning of the year, we ended up. I had a contest. Uh, the girls either had to send in a email or a video to um, just. An email to um, an email account I made up, and then um, I had a couple other girls. Um, I had well nine other girls, like WMX riders, also uh, sign up for their weekend, and they helped me pick. or A couple of girls helped me pick their youth rider for the weekend.
0: Um, so, so what you did is, and then in 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 essence, got the other ladies involved in your idea to help promote the, the youth girls classes and, and yourselves at the same time.
1: Yes. Um, and just get a stronger community, uh, just within the industry or like the girls community where it's, it's okay to come up and talk to us. And like, we're, we're open for conversation. Don't be scared of like, talk to us at all, you know? And, um, my biggest push was I wanted the other WMX riders to realize that, um, other girls look up to them as well.
0: Exactly. There, there are so many young people, the young boys look up to you guys too. I mean, I know walking through the pits, listening to some of the things that I got to hear here when I was at Briarcliff, you ladies are more impactful on
2: the youth rider than you think you are.
1: I still struggle with that a little bit, but I, I guess I can see where you're coming from.
0: Well, your class is becoming more of a premier class. You're, you're gaining traction in the media. They're actually supporting you in some other ways with the whole shot award and on some of this stuff on social media. So, it's, it, so it, it is growing your awareness, which is growing excitement for another premier class. You can't just go there and, and the pros are it. Okay. Well, they race on Saturday and it's over. Well, you need other things to boost that and having the WMX on Saturday. And then you have uh, like a pro sport class on Saturday. And then you have a pro-am class I believe is on Sunday mm-hmm. or vice versa, whichever.
1: Yep. Pro-am on on Sunday.
0: So you, you're giving the kids, more to watch and more to look forward to. And, and that's super important. Let me ask you, how has it been going with the girls? And have you been checking on the other writers to see how their interactions are going, how, how that's going?
1: Yeah, usually I do, a, I do a check-in beforehand, make sure they kind of get the gist of what, um what, what I would like them to do with the W or to do with the the youth rider throughout the weekend. Um, and then afterwards I'm, I'm usually up on the line for most of the girl classes. So I usually get to talk to the other WMX rider a little bit and make sure that they, they were there for the gate prep, um, on Sunday's race. And usually it's just like, they're all smiles. They get excited. I know, um, michaela knew well she 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 still talks to her wmx her youth rider quite like all like every round now and she's out there helping her out so it's it's pretty cool to see the the relationships that they have created um and just having the girls actually look up to other girls within the class too
0: that's that's incredible stuff have you had any parent feedback
1: um, a couple, I think for the most part, it's all been positive. I do ask a couple parents if there's any improvements we can do. And um, I guess I haven't gotten too much. Just keep doing what we're doing.
0: Being involved is more important than sometimes. It's not always the, the, the context of what you're doing, but it's just being there and being involved makes a yep. difference.
1: Yes, I would agree. Um, yeah. I guess the one thing that I did... That I do wish I would improve on a little bit more was social media. Um, I didn't create a WMX account just because it's another account to keep up on. But, um, I don't know, maybe next year I might do something on that order that way it's more context and the girls get more publicity as well.
0: Yeah. That cause I've had to, I've been asking, I need some, some photos of some of that so that I can help promote it. And, uh, uh, I missed when I was in Briarcliff, I missed that interaction. I have no idea what I was doing or it was done after I left. Um, I was kind of bummed. I, I really wanted to be, I really wanted to see that. I really wanted to get some photos of it, you know, just to, to see how it all worked on your end, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: because because I got to talk to you about it. It doesn't mean that uh, I got to see it.
1: Yeah. Like, um, usually, so everything usually happens around on Friday. Um, like in the morning, I give all the WMX merch to the WMX rider. Um, and then sometime on Friday, the, the WMX rider gives the merch to the youth rider. And then they also go on a, uh, like a track walk if possible. Um, and that's just those two, they, they talk a lot, they give tips or the WMX rider gives the girl tips or if there's any questions, whatnot. Um, but on Saturday, I usually try to keep everything low key. And I tell this parents that too, it's usually low key on Saturday, um, until the autograph session, we remind them of it. And then sat on Sunday, um, is when the WMX rider does the gate prep for the rider and talks talks them through them gets the the shakes off a little bit like hopefully they don't get too nervous and um and then we also we had a sponsor as well um helping if the youth rider gets a whole shot um they would they they would get 50 bucks uh, oh,
2: for wow. that whole sure
1: yeah and 100 for a win for the weekend and that's uh that was um through sherman's creek uh or Troy Mellon helped that, or put that in motion.
0: How much money has he had to pay out?
1: I think so far, just fifty fifty bucks. Nothing too substantial. Uh, there was, there's been a couple oops. There's been a couple close ones, but just, uh, just one, and that was at Briarcliff. Um, shoot, why can't I think of her name? I know her cousin Bates, Hadley Bates, got the whole shot.
0: Nice. Nice, that's pretty awesome. had she gotten whole shots before, or was this something that that mm-hmm. it had helped her having that pro there to make a difference?
1: Um, I think she's really good at whole shots, but unfortunately, after she got the whole shot there I don't know if you remember, but there was kind of like a wall jump right after the whole shot, like you did that one eighty and that wall jump. Yep. well, she sent that wall jump and then ended up crashing, oh. Yeah. And she uh, ended up having a bum wrist for the rest of the weekend. She actually ended up going to the doctor on Monday and found out it was broke.
0: Uh, So she was too excited.
1: Yes. Just, just a little bit.
0: (laughs) Well, that, that happens too. At least, uh, at least it was a good experience for the most part. You know, I mean, you have to accept, expect the kids to get a little emotional, especially when it's the first time, you know, exactly. Yep. Do you think but. that they're, they're going to grow to expect that? And are you foreseeing growth in that possibly you may have to turn it over to where you guys are doing two classes, maybe uh, a youth, uh, one of the boys classes as well.
1: Um, I haven't gotten anything like that yet or any requests, but I wouldn't, I'd be I I would be up for it if that came came across you know, or came across my plate, I guess.
0: How many how many youth riders do you think that you could support in and help in a weekend?
1: Um well as of right now we're just doing one. So it's been nine youth riders. I would say just for simplicity reasons, I wouldn't want to do more than two.
0: Right. Um, two per round. So you'd have just two girls, uh, work, or two of the WMX ladies working with two of the younger youth riders per weekend, no more than that.
1: Yes, uh, that, for, that would be quite a bit on my load, I feel like. That makes sense.
0: Yep, it does. Yep. It totally does. I mean, it's almost to the point where you almost need another person to take that away from you so that you can... Sp- Take care of your racing, but still be a, over overseeing it to make sure that it's being handled correctly.
1: Yep. Yeah. Exactly. That would that'd be beneficial. But I, I get it. If they could clone me, there we go.
0: You know, I've been saying that a lot lately. Uh huh. Just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. <clears throat> so far, you've had. Uh, what you've talked to me about is an up and down season. You've had some highlights and some, and some low lights, but you, but your low lights really, you're still, you're still in the hunt. You're still, you're still in the top two. And that's pretty dang good for, I believe five seasons in a row you've been in the top two.
1: Yep. Um, so this is technically my, I believe it's my sixth season overall racing nationals. And, um, I've been very fortunate to be able to be a top two and then top three or top three for all of them, I believe. Right.
2: Yeah. I think top three. I would have to reach out.
1: Yeah. My first year was third. Yep. Yep. But, um, I've been very fortunate that God has kept me safe and, I mean, kept my spirits high. Um, my third year of doing nationals, like coming into that season, that was the roughest. I don't know if I told you that story, but like the camper started on fire pretty much.
0: No, you so didn't that's... tell me that story.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, um my ride, it was the first first race going to Texas, and it we had lesser souls, the swabs they, they took, they, they were able to take me to Texas. We had a couple of issues, um, with the belt coming off, um, going down there and it took like 26 hours to get there. So we didn't get there until Thursday, like eight or nine o'clock at night. Um, but then it rained all weekend. So it was kind of rough, rough in that aspect. And then on the way back home, the engine ended up I think a couple cylinders ended up cutting out something in that order. Um, they had to rebuild the motor on the motor home. Um, and I ended up getting a rental car so I could make it back home. And we, at that time, I think we were only in Arkansas or on the borderline of Texas. And we, <laughs> um, I get a call. I just arrived at their house to pick up my truck and then go back to work. And at two o'clock in the morning, they gave me a call. Like, hey, the the RV, the RV just started on fire. Don't worry, your trailer's disconnected and everything's safe. I'm like, well, how's everyone else? <laughs> um, everyone else was fine, thank God. But it was it was one hell of a trip going back, going to and from Texas. Wow. Um, yeah, that was a rocky season. I mean, it wasn't rocky started of the season, but it was, it was quite different.
0: Do you travel with different people very often, or is it, is it just now you have a set program of who you travel with?
1: Yep. Now I have a set program. Um, ever since that year, 2019 is when I first started, um, riding with Keaton Stirk, Gage Beebe at the time, Graham Myers, um, that those whole crew, the 38 Motorsports crew.
2: Okay.
1: Um, Yeah. So going to all the races beforehand though, I was like hopping rig to rig trying to find someone that would, that would be going.
0: And that, that makes it even harder, right?
1: Yeah, that was, that was, for me, it was hard. I mean, not knowing for sure who was going or how I was going to get there. I mean, granted, granted, I always had my truck and load up the quad and back and call it good, but it's, uh, it's definitely harder when you're doing it by yourself.
0: Oh, yeah. And and you didn't have any friends that went with you or anything? It was just you.
1: Yeah, for me, it was just me. No one um, at that time in Wisconsin uh, was going. So my parents were only going to the close ones. My brother did the nationals for one year, I think in 2018. He did all the nationals, but he went with uh, the Valones, another family, uh, family friends of ours that he would hitch up with. and. I was at that time I was living in Illinois, so I was kind of a loner
0: <laughs> Wow made it made it really rough. The, the internal fortitude to just keep going you you must really love racing
1: <laughs> i do it's it's just been a big part of my life, like me, just not the racing aspect but the the family of it the The years, the many hours spent on the road, and just in riding in general. Like I absolutely love practicing, just hanging out, having fun, doing some laps or motos with like Gage or Keaton. I mean, those are some of the best times. Like a couple of weekends ago, we we had a local at Sunset Ridge, raced a class with Gage and Keaton, and we like we battled the entire time. Wasn't able to make a pass, but it was. I was right there. I was pretty excited about that. So just being. Being there and have fun
0: and and that's what it makes it all worth it is the enjoyment of of racing the enjoyment of riding um sometimes is almost better than the actual race
1: yeah exactly
0: i i i was never a practice guy i was always the i always wanted to race <laughs> yeah i i didn't i don't i don't like I don't like practicing because it's hard for me to keep the focus.
1: Hmm. Uh, I I can see that. It's like, why am I doing this? I am going to hurt tomorrow, or like I'm going to be sore, that kind of thing.
0: You know that that when you're younger, I I think that yes, you're you're thinking that way. When you get older, if I was to go racing now, I would be enjoying the pain because I would be, I would be building towards something. And what I mean building enjoying the pain, it, it it is a physical feat for me to ride an ATV now, especially in the bumps. Uh, mm-hmm. Even with the great suspension and all the mods that we have, it's it's a rough deal. I mean, I I don't I, I don't look forward to it because it's just a test. It's just <laughs> You know, I'm just going to test something, you know, and it's, you're going to ride for 20 or 30 minutes. You're going to work for two or three hours. So it's not the same thing, but, but that 20 or 30 minutes, dude, I am going to be at one unhappy camper the next day.
1: Right. And it might be weeks. Like my dad, I mean, he, he might be the same age as you, or at least closer at whatever, but like he gets on a quad for about 10 minutes and he's sore for the next week. <laughs>
0: I, I I get it. I get it. I train a lot, uh, not because I want to go ride, but just to stay flexible so that I can work, you know, I mean, a physical job working, climbing all over ATVs underneath them and, you know, standing them up, doing all those things that that the young kids are doing that, that Keaton's doing, you know, yeah, I'm still doing it. So, um, you need to stay in shape. If you didn't, if you just came home and, you know, popped a beer and a, and a donut and sat on the couch, that would be bad. You know, I mean, not that I don't drink beer, but you know, maybe I eat a donut now and again, but don't tell my wife.
2: Oh. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. So I, I, I think the fun of it is it, it's just like, I hope that the youth program brought you some enjoyment as well as helped influence these young ladies into wanting to grow the sport and and to keep coming back
1: yeah i i hope so i mean hopefully it made a imprint or impression on them and hopefully they keep on doing doing what they're doing this year influencing younger younger ladies through the ranks too
0: have you had the, had any interaction with any of the double wmx gals about uh maybe doing something else or trying to further the program or any, anything like that?
1: No, nope, not yet. Um that's actually a good conversation I was hoping to have uh probably at the banquet or the day before the banquet or something just get together and see what they all think, get some feedback and go from there.
0: Yeah, that's that, that that's a good thing to do um because you, you all need to build the blocks to grow the sport, you know. Uh, I don't think that it should be fall all on you. You just seem to be the ringleader that's going to get it all started.
1: Yeah. Like like I said, I just wanted, I just wanted something to kind of help the WMX program um, start those relationships and know that they can make an impact. Even if it's small, they still make an impact and hopefully they can see that.
0: There's some other youth programs out there Do you think that the support for the youth programs is going to help grow the MX programs and the MX seasons throughout the years? I mean, what I'm trying to say, is this having an impact to make it better for the whole sport and the whole industry?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, the other youth programs, I don't know a whole lot about. I know they've been doing it forever. Um, I don't know if the vultures I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, I know they have their programs for quite a bit and I think it's a great program. It gets all the kids together a couple nights, um, or a couple, a couple of the weekends. I know they do a, usually do a big shebang for like at Loretta's, which is pretty cool to see. Um, or usually, usually at the last race. So it's, it's cool to see all the kids get together and whatnot and, Um, making sure that they have a good time at the, at the track, the thing, a part of it, not only are the kids there just for racing though, they're there for, um, to be with friends, you know, to goof around, goof around, have fun. Um, I think one thing I'm not a parent by any means, but I feel like most of the parents here at the track, they can trust everyone else to kind of look over their kid as well. You know, making sure that they're being safe. Um, and they don't have to worry so much. So I don't know. I feel like it's a big family when we get to the racetrack. I, I agree. Used have kids having kids like on their bikes everywhere. It's, it's kind of cool to see.
0: It, it looked to me like when I was in, Bar- in Ohio with you guys. It looked to me that the whole group looks out for the whole group. You yeah, may not know. So. You may not know those people, but they know of you. And everybody's looking out for everybody, some way, shape or form. Yep,
1: I would agree. That,
0: that to me is, is pretty outstanding. I like the fact that the industry has gotten more family oriented. I mean, it was pretty cool back in the day when I was going, but it, but it did not have the same, uh, when you rolled off the track, the same enthusiasm for each other.
1: Yeah, I would agree. You don't, I don't know. I feel like you get off the track now and you have good sportsmanship for all the racers and you see like kids giving other kids fist bumps or even WMX riders, like giving high fives out to each other. That's, I don't
2: know.
1: I feel like that's pretty big.
0: I think it's, uh, I think it's huge. I think it's another way to show sportsmanship and, and to teach the youth riders that this is how you do it you know uh, keep the argument to a minimum if there is ever one uh, because the racing incidents do happen you know and somebody does get heated but it still seems like i saw a couple situations that could have been heated that weren't you know that one rider that got taken out had every right to be angry and they were angry but it was like eh, you know didn't do it on purpose let's You know, ended up winning the moto. Great. Hey, good job. You know, and, and, and walked away and I'm over there scratching my head going, wow, that was unusual. Um, yeah. So it's, so, so you guys got a good thing going back there and I hope that it, I hope that it stays and, and keeps developing into an even bigger family.
1: Yeah, I hope so. Same.
0: That's, that's incredible. Let's get a little personal about your season and, and dig into to some of the things that have gone on for you. We talked about Daytona. Uh, you had an excellent run there. Um, winning's always an excellent run, even if it was a bad day or a bad track. Um, as the season unroll uh, unfolded, um, what 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 went on for you?
1: Um, well, I, I guess I got a couple of hole shots throughout the season. Um, that's one thing that I definitely had to work on, uh, practice on quite a bit. Um, but like at Texas, I ended up getting a one moto win num- or the first moto win with a whole shot as well. But the second moto, uh, Kinsey just, uh, rode really well. She got the whole shot and just left. I usually, the first race is pretty hard for me considering I'm out of shape in Iowa. It's, it was still snowing when we got home. So it's <laughs> hard for us to practice in that kind of weather, but it is what it is. Um, it seemed like it was a later spring than usual, or at least a really wet spring. So we didn't get on our practice track until mid like good practice laps, probably until mid uh, April, uh, which is pretty late for us. Usually we're able to start riding, um, sometime in March. So it's just like that whole month behind really, uh, really sucks for me. Um, if we wanted to go ride, we have to go travel, but this season it it was pretty rough on our aspect uh just because the race the races were every other weekend it gives you less than let's say 10 to 9 uh days of work race train and work on your quad um there's a lot of times i had a couple quad issues um within the season too uh we I had to go, we ended up rebuilding my motor twice, unfortunately, which is a hit in the pocket or in my, uh, my bank account. But uh, I don't know. It wasn't really until I would say Man is when I really started feeling comfortable on the quad. It took me fairly long to feel really comfortable. Um, and it was the weekend before Ironman. I'm like, okay, the, the bike's actually starting to feel it's starting to click finally. Um, and then I got, I put my head down. I'm like, all right, I gotta do this. I can do this. Ironman's usually a pretty good track for me. And it worked in my favor, I guess. Um, but then it was after Ironman Briarcliff, right?
2: Uh, I mean, I think so.
1: yep. So then we we headed into Briarcliff. Um, That one on Friday, my quad was not working whatsoever. It was dying on face jump or the faces of the jumps. And I'm like, there's no way I'm like, we, we struggled trying to find the issue. Um, so I ended up practicing on Keaton's quad a couple of times on Friday and race it all weekend.
0: Um, that was a difference for you because it's a totally different machine, right?
1: Uh oh, well, it's a Yamaha, but it's still, it's not my quad. It's not like I feel at home on it.
0: Right. That's what, that's what I'm mean.
1: Yep. So it's, it's a little bit different. Granted. Yes. I wrote his quad a couple times here and there, but you know, you're not putting hours on, on it
2: or practicing on it,
1: but it ran well. We got me a whole shot on uh, the second moto of the day, but it, I don't know. It was a little bit different. I, like I said, I raced really well on it and I can't complain. Um, bless that. At least, at least it was running.
0: <laughs> right. Let me ask you this question. You know, the pros run production. Do, yeah. do you feel that the WMX should go to a production role?
1: Yes. I I'm kicking myself in the butt for this. I should have done it when Shaw originally uh, switched over to hybrid. Um, but
0: you mean you should have switched to a hybrid?
1: Nope. I mean, I should have, uh, challenged the rule, the production rule.
0: And it's almost too late now.
2: Yeah. But I guess I'll, I'll try, see what happens.
1: Um, there's quite a few girls on hybrids now, so it's, it'll be a hard rule
2: to change.
0: What's the benefit? Production versus hybrid in your mind.
1: Hybrids are so flipping light and fast. Um, you know the girls on on the, on those machines. They they probably weigh 120 pounds soaking wet. Um, so they I don't know they just rip on them, I, I, especially if you're talented. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, Kinsey is a very talented rider, um, but she is extremely quick on her quad just because i can i can i am able to there's a couple corners like for example at Briarcliff, where i was able to out corner her but once she gets on the gas coming out of the corner it's like a rocket ship so her power hits instantly where mine's kind of um i gotta try finding it
0: do you are you guys testing
1: new stuff all the time all the time (laughs) <laughs> we got we got a dyno. Uh we just we finally got the dyno up and running. Um actually it was right before Iron Man. And we put put my quad on there and I look at the horsepower it made and I'm like, wow, that is not enough. And uh there was and just come to just to compare, I'm like, okay, we got like there's no way I'm gonna be able to race this quad next year. We I mean we're gonna have to build it completely rebuild it. I mean, I have, I have a Yamaha waiting, a stock Yamaha waiting to be built, but it's just the money aspect right now. I'll
2: see what I can do to rebuild it or to build it.
0: Do you see yourself possibly going to a hybrid?
2: No,
1: I will not. Uh, well, I did throw it out about building a hybrid, a Yamaha hybrid. I think it'd be pretty cool. But it's just so much, it's a lot of messing around.
0: Would you go with the YZ 450 motor? Yeah. Hybrid.
1: Yep. So I would put a RP um kit on it or like a hybrid kit on it. Uh Shane Shimon, which is Shelby Shimon's dad, just built her a 450 or a 450 Yamaha hybrid. I thing looks sweet. Um yeah, that's what I would do if I wanted to do that. But maybe I would have to talk to RP, um, see maybe if we can get a deal, get a deal together or something like that.
0: Right, right. What chassis would you what chassis components do you think you'd use? Would you go to the LTR chassis components, like some of them? Or would you keep it more towards the Yamaha stuff? Uh
1: more towards Yamaha. Um yeah, we'll have frames um at that point. Probably would get a wrath front end. Get new shocks, probably put LT front end out, well LT geometry on it. Yeah, I don't know. Something on that order, probably.
0: So you have thought about it.
1: Oh yeah. I have thought about it. I tried pricing it out a little bit. I'm like just saving up for that house doesn't work well with, uh, with building quads, you know?
0: No, no, this is, this sport's not conducive to, uh, buying a house, no. you know, <laughs> uh, almost, almost if you really talk about it, life is secondary or a secondary thought when you're racing all the time.
2: It, it is. It's, um, sorry (laughs) it's tough it's okay you just take your time
0: is that a picture of you up on the wall
2: (laughs) yeah that's uh well that's Hank
0: Oh, that's uh, Hank. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. Hank.
1: That's me. Um, that's okay. on my carburetor or carbureted quad. Okay. And that's Keaton
2: and his quad, his 2019 build. Nice. I didn't.
0: So, mean, I didn't mean to 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 make it a, a an emotional portion of the conversation.
2: Oh, it's uh, it's fine, but. It took, it was, I didn't get to uh, see my family for about five months this season.
1: So it was pretty rough for me and
0: that part of my life. Mom and dad, you didn't get to see mom and dad at all?
1: Well, they, I saw them at Hypo or at, uh, at Daytona and whatnot, but then it was... Sunset Ridge I was they actually came down and saw me uh, race but it's not the same as going up up to where I grew up and seeing the rest of my family too like seeing my cousins and seeing their kids grow up and I feel like I'm missing out on uh, seeing how like seeing them like I was very close to my cousins when I growing up like she, they're, she's still my best friend and so was um, her sister. So it's, for me, it's hard. I, f- I finally got to see him this past weekend at Nick's wedding, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of sacrifice while
2: racing nationals.
0: Yeah, that, that, that's very true. And, um, the emotional toll as well as the physical toll is huge. I mean, you can't take it. You can't take any portion of that um, away from you that, that y- last year you raced from Wisconsin, right?
1: No, um, last year it was half, half. So last year I was still racing from Illinois. Um, and then I moved halfway through the season to Iowa,
2: but for actually for most of, most of my seasons, I was, I was living in Illinois. Wow.
1: Which is still still far away from my parents, but I was still I was still able to see them once a month or at least once once a month. It was for a while I was going up there every weekend until recently.
0: Does the weather clear up faster up there or down where you guys are right now?
1: Uh it definitely clears up faster down here. It it's uh the I think the cold stays it stays colder up there for a while it doesn't help that they they also live by the lake so it takes a little extra longer since um i don't know the lake usually stays a little bit cooler throughout um
2: throughout the spring
0: yeah the wind coming off the water probably makes everything colder wow is there a lot of snowmobiling where your parents live
1: yeah there is, we, uh, we like to go snowmobiling. I has been uh, granted it has been probably two years since I've been snowmobiling, but we used to go all the time. We, um, my dad and I, we once made a whole day trip and it was, it was one of the best trips I've ever been on. Cause we started from our house or from my parents' house. We went all the way up to, um, the Bay of Green Bay and then actually crossed the Bay. So where they're like, Across the bay, I think that's just outstanding. That that whole entire bay up there of Green Bay freezes over, and you can cross it with a snowmobile. It's just, it blows my mind just thinking about it.
0: Yeah, you go around right um, and do that. That's I'm not doing that. I don't care. If don't about it. And they say it's good. I'm not doing it. I'm yeah,
1: doing it. it's like five feet of ice. It'll be okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. No, not gonna do it. I'm scared to death. I'm I'm scared right now that you did it. Then yeah, it, pretty. it's pretty cool. <laughs> I bet it is, but I'm still not going to do it. Uh, I, I, I can't wait to go experience snowmobiling. Um, and where I was going with the snowmobiling question is, could you use that as a form of training?
1: I have like, uh, my first couple of seasons I did, um, that's actually one of the reasons why we went on that long ass trip, but it, there is a period of time where you can't snowmobile and you can't ride because the ground is thawing out and it freezes, unfreezes and it just never like, seems like the frost number goes away or it snows, like, um, snows a foot and then it
2: takes forever to melt.
0: <laughs> have you ever talked much to Nick Janusa?
2: Oh, not too much, but I do
1: talk to him here,
0: here and there. I don't know what the difference is in the weather conditions from where you are to where he is, but I know that he spent that two seasons prepping and training at home versus, uh, yes, I do know. He did explain it to me. I'm sorry. He has a sand track to ride, so the, the bad weather never affected it. Sorry, I, I forget sometimes. I was just wondering, is there a way that is there something that you could do to offset the bad weather to get so you could train?
1: Um, With with our track being hard packed here, it would be I think it would be hard to complete. Um, But three hours away, there's a sand track that we like to like to ride at, but it's three hours away. So it's it's a whole day trip when we go there.
0: Leave early in the morning, come um, home late at night.
1: Yep, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So you leave when it's dark and you come back when it's dark. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, it gets dark early too in the winter, right?
2: Yep, exactly.
0: In in the wintertime, what is the what is the what time does it normally get dark?
2: Uh like four.
0: Wow. So it's the same, it's the same time as it is here. In the wintertime at four o'clock, four fifteen, you're 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 heading into dark. You know, by 4.30, Mm -hmm. it's pitch black.
1: Exactly. So, like, by the time I would get off of work, it's already, the sun's already setting and might as well just pack up and go home or go home or train a different way. That's where CrossFit comes
0: in. You do a lot of CrossFit?
2: Uh, During the
1: off-season, I do, yeah.
0: I really enjoy it. How how does that work for your – Um, I know that CrossFit can grow muscles and, and, and get them hard. How does it affect you when you start riding? Do you have any, any, any drawbacks in your forearms or anything like that because of the weight training that you would do at CrossFit?
1: So with CrossFit, I do cater a lot to racing. So I try to only hit like, uh, they have a burn program where it's mostly cardio based fitness. Um, but at the same time, I I do try to build muscle as well. I want to tell you right now, uh, deadlifts are a back saver for the beginning of the season. Um, my back did not hurt at all, um, and I'm going to say that was 100% because of deadlifts and weightlifting, um, and you
0: just have, using have, those muscles. You have the frame that would carry muscle.
1: I do. Unfortunately, it's really hard for me to lose weight.
0: I wasn't talking um, about weight. I was just talking about muscle. You have you have a muscle, like, muscular structure and then there's nothing wrong with that at all. You know, especially for a racer that wants to do what you do. The problem comes with, if you do too much weightlifting, then you're developing muscles in your arms and hands and maybe in your shoulders that you don't want to develop. For riding. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I think that like right off the bat, maybe that hindered me a little bit, but overall, I really don't think it did. Um, maybe just a tad bit, but I really focused on mostly rowing, doing the, um, did a lot of stationary bike, biking, um, or salt bike that that'll get your legs in a really good workout. Um, else in skiing. Skier, skier is pretty good for the forearm forearms and get them burning. And same thing with your triceps. That's
0: that's outstanding. I, I like the I like the diversification in your training program that the deadlifts are great for your lungs. Not as good as cycling, but they are great for your lungs because you're using so much of your body and your breathing. Mm-hmm. More so, if you do a, a, a rep of deadlifts, a uh, dead excuse me deadlifts, it, it's actually great for your cardio.
1: Hmm. I did not know that, but I'll I remember that.
0: Think about I mean, how hard uh, you're breathing when you after you do a set.
1: Yeah, I guess I really concentrate on my, the way I'm breathing. I, I think I breathe way different, like differently. Like it's a deeper breath for sure throughout the entire rep or throughout those reps.
0: It's a lot of weight. I mean, if you're doing, if you're doing it for not necessarily for strength, but you're doing it for that fitness, you're going to lift some heavy weight because you're, you're you're working a body part that can handle more weight and to race an ATV using stronger legs and stronger lower extremities is not a bad thing.
1: No, exactly. So it's, like I said, I really think it helped me quite a bit. I, like, I remember getting done with Daytona, and then there's Keaton and Gage, where they're just like hunched over, like, oh, my back hurts so bad. the like, guys, you gotta, gotta do some weight, weight training, even if it's just with dumbbells.
0: Does, does Keaton get out to train much, or is he spending so, more and more time in the shop?
1: He is just, he's a workaholic in his priorities um with training aren't as great as mine I would say I think he really enjoys working out in the shop but he also likes riding but that that's pretty much it he has a really hard time getting on um uh, like getting out and working out I, I might be- go for a run here and there but yeah
0: I believe that because he's building a business he's building a future he's building Uh, you know, things, things that take the time. And when you're on deadlines with customers, machines, I can go run. I can finish that job. I'll finish that job. Yep, exactly. Because I may not go ahead.
1: I don't blame them at all. It's just, we just have different priorities when it comes to training.
0: I think that you're in a different category being a professional woman in a, in, in a professional sport like you are. Um, it puts you in a different category. You almost have to dedicate the training uh, to it, and he almost has to dedicate his time to the business. Yeah,
1: and for the most part, he does. Yeah,
0: I, I get it. I commend him. He's uh, he's doing great, and it, his business is growing. And you guys are you guys are developing quite the quite the program, and, and I think you're doing a great job. I really do.
1: Well, no, thank you. Yeah, he definitely uh he don't get me wrong, he really helps me out with the WMX program quite a bit. Like I bounce all my all my ideas off of him <laughs> and he gives me feedback. So it's he does help me out quite a
0: bit. That's great. That, that that's great. Seems like you guys ha, are building a more of a rider, I don't want to say mechanic trust, but maybe um you're building a trust between the two of you in the communication factor so that it's allowing you to grow and allowing him to grow at the same time.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That that was a long way to get to what I was trying to say, but
1: yeah, no, I get what you're saying though.
0: (laughs) That's excellent. That's excellent. I'm, I'm really, I'm really stoked to watch you guys grow in that fashion. So, um, Anything else that you wanted to get into about your year so far? I know there's two rounds to go.
1: Yep. So yeah, Redbud coming up this weekend. Um, I am looking forward to it. It's one of my favorite tracks I like going to, even though it gets rougher than rough. Um, I do enjoy it. Um, since I am out of the points chase for the lead, um, I am, I do plan on racing WMX class yet, but, um, I am going to race an a class and really focus on racing that a class. And once I really want to see where I line up and how I finish. Um, and same thing with my junior plus 25 class.
0: The points are set for one and two.
1: I think so. If I did the math right, I think three has, I think Shaw has third
0: locked up too. So one, two, three is already set for the year with two rounds to go. Yeah.
1: I'm pretty, I'm pretty dang sure.
0: That's unusual, isn't it?
1: It, yes yeah, so and no. I mean, for um, the last couple of years, I've, I've locked it up pretty early, at least like the second to last race. But yeah, it's, it's pretty early for it.
0: Wow, crazy! Are you worried about the weather in Loretta's at all? That's coming.
2: No, should I be?
0: Well, For the hot. Uh, no, it's it's raining. It's supposed to be bad.
2: Oh, well, that's good. I, I was talking to Tim. Okay. Today, and he's worried about the weather. The bad weather. So. Oof.
0: I don't know. That's the first how I've worried, heard about it. Well, I don't know how worried it is. We'll have to, you know what, we'll have to do a little update because I don't know if I can get this published before you go to Loretta's.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: we have some things coming that will have already air, uh, aired by the time people hear this, but um I can't I can't take them out of the schedule. They're time sensitive um and event sensitive. Okay. So, right. um, th- there's a land speed record show that comes out on the weekend of the show of the land speed show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, uh, I don't want to, I'll, I'll tell you, but Tim and I are going to do a promotion for the youth program and I'm going to try to get that published the week before Loretta's. So that's cool. I want to do that show with him talking about what the program's like and what the kids, you know, what the kids can expect and and all of that. Um, I promised him that I would do this and we've been missing each other. And I want to I'm going to nail it down and get it taken care of, because uh, if if you don't build the youth, youth programs, the pro programs will die.
2: I would agree. Yeah. They need support in order to thrive.
0: Yeah, and and look at Joel Hetrick came from the youth program.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's other. And what writers. his? Go ahead.
2: Yep,
1: and what his parents still do, and they have like their their youth rider program too. The Hetricks do. Yep.
0: And one of these days, I'll get Mister Hetrick to come on the show and talk to me, but it, that hasn't worked out yet for us. But uh, maybe I ought to push a little harder for it. Oh,
1: Michelle would be a great person uh, to get on the show as well if she's
0: willing to. I spoke to her and uh, she said no, no go. Uh, Oh, but maybe, maybe, maybe if she gets a little coaxing by a friend of mine, I won't mention any names. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but that would that also helps. I think that the way that you are leading the charge for the WMX is helping all the other girls and they're getting more comfortable with needing to learn how to promote. Um, I've talked to Kenzie, I've talked to Ellie. Um, I talked to Neve. Neve is starting to understand the the conversation a little better. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really enjoyed the show that I taped with her because she was much more exciting about it and much more fluent. Um, and I think she's coming around. Um, Ellie, is still young and excited and all over the map, (laughs) you know?
1: Yeah. I I actually, I listened to her episode. I thought it was pretty good.
0: Oh, she's go ahead.
1: She's very enthusiastic. So it was cool to see that like that much excitement coming from the, the WMX program and hearing that. So that that was cool to hear.
0: I'm working very hard to try to come and spend more time so that we bring a program for you guys that is um, more focused and better handled. I know Briarcliff, uh, there was some things that we could have done better. And I'm telling you right now, when, when I come back to the Nationals next year, I will be bring a better program so that when I line you gals up and I line the other classes up, there's better information. And we have a better conversation to help promote each class and each individual um, so that they get the time that they deserve. Um, I liked it. it, the show after I listened to it. Um, I just found so many things I could have done better for you.
1: You know, it's all with time and experience, so it'll come around. I mean, I still had a good time um, being up there. I mean, that was my first press release, so I thought it was kind of cool to do it it was different
0: well i'm i understand it was your first it was only my third so (laughs) you you know we're 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 growing and and i think that promotion is everything we're still getting hits on the audio version of i this is kind of weird i released it on youtube
2: Mm
0: -hmm. and i get some traction i release it on audio and i get tripled the traction I don't get it. I, I thought I would get more YouTube traction, right. the audio, but they—they they seem to uh, the, the listeners and the followers of ATV Talks seem to be grasping the audio portion more than the wonder, YouTube.
1: I wonder if it's just easier to press that play button and then it keeps on keeps on playing. You no, know, so it's like listening to in the background or while they're working in the shop. I mean, heck that that one show that you went live with, um I can't remember his name one with a good voice,
0: yo um,
2: um,
1: I was actually painting in the shop and listening to that whole spiel, and I thought it was something a really good listen.
0: well, let me ask you this. What do you think of the of the live shows? I know we the one we had some sound issues with uh the sponsor one which which next week I'm going to address that but
1: <laughs> um I like it. I think it's cool that it's up front. It's live. Um I might not be watching it the whole time, but it's um I can be interactive if I want to. If that makes sense?
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: Uh, that I, I do like the interaction between the uh, the host when I being able to say a couple messages here and there.
0: I I try very hard to read all of the people that are interacting, uh, but it's sometimes it's all I can do to stay in the conversation and read at the same time. So
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you learn. Um, we're going to talk about three-wheelers, which this will it will already have happened by the time. And I think that if you're a history buff at all of in the industry, I think you're really, really going to enjoy this.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: I'll have to read up on it, but I'll make sure my dad knows about it. Yeah. He would get a kick out of it.
0: Well, if, if he can get on Instagram or if you can tell him how to get on Instagram and watch the live or wait till the audio comes out, um, we're going to talk to former Hon- team Honda rider, Mike Coe, who won the F- Frontier 500 three years in a row. Which is mm-hmm. now Vegas to Reno, and David Ham and Dave Wiley are going to talk about their machine that we're going to race or that they're going to race in Vegas to Reno, modern day three So there
1: we go. Well, so, yeah, I think you're you definitely get a kick out of that.
0: Uh, I will because it's it's so relevant to my world. You know, I was riding an '83 250R uh, and racing one, um, in 84, 85, 86, something like that. So, uh, it it was just, it was a lot of fun. Um, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: it was a lot of fun back then. I mean, there was just, uh, a different area. If you get to ride one of the modern day three wheelers, you need to try it out. You can ride it. Go ahead.
1: It may not be modern, but my dad has a couple in the shop that I get to rip around on.
0: You need to try one of the modern day ones, the four-stroke. Oh, you may quit racing four-wheelers and start racing three-wheelers. I, no, I'm just kidding.
1: Might as well. Again, I can agree. That's what I started on. Might as well end on it.
0: <laughs> there you go, right? Yeah. There, there are some big races for three-wheelers, you know?
1: Hmm. I did not know that. Good to know.
0: There are. There are. They're, they have their own national setup forum and everything. Um, some of it's TT. I don't know how much motocross there is. I'm starting to delve into that. So we'll 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 get some shows on it and let you know.
1: Yeah, no, I would definitely be into TT. Um, that's something I would like to try one day. Like seriously try. Um, back in the day, they used to have like a gravity park, used to have like a it's not it wasn't a, called a triple crown, it was called quad cross, and they would do motocross, super cross, and or no, they would be motocross. Flat track and TT, and then they would get like have these big ass trophies at the end of the weekend. Nice. Um, I felt like I was always pretty decent at flat track and TT. I think I could really rip.
0: Well, there's a lot of the flat track TT stuff in Ohio. You know, they yeah, got I might, cool.
1: I might one of these days make it make my way out there.
0: Well, I, I, as good as you ride motocross, I'm sure you'll be able to ride TT just as well. Yeah. Andrew I always want to thank you so much it's a pleasure to always have you on the show and you you always bring good information and I really appreciate what you're doing for the WMX and the and the youth writers please whatever you do do not stop that do not stop the promotion because our industry needs a beacon of light like you that is is helping it grow and helping the other ladies.
2: Thank you.
1: Appreciate it. I
0: appreciate that.
1: I, mean, I do try to work a lot at it.
0: The team here at ATV Talk would love your feedback. Please email us at hello at ATVTalkPodcast.com. San Diego's Body Evolution and Wellness Center, with over 17 years' experience. Dr. Heidi looking out after all your chiropractic needs, and Coach PJ looking out after all your fitness needs. Visit our website, www.bodyevolution.org, or call for an appointment, 619-987-8875. Duncan Technologies International.